Welcome to Build Up One Another. I'm your host, Karen Temple. This is where I interview accomplished men and women who know that to go far, you go with one another. My guests share the practical and unexpected ways in which they nurture their allies and navigate their adversaries. Join us as we unpack the stories behind their key relationships and how these have impacted where they've gone and who they've become. I am so delighted to welcome Trisha Enriquez. After 13 years in medical sales, Trisha left the corporate world behind and started turning her passions into her full-time job. Combining her degree in human biology, plus 15 years experience in the fitness industry, Trisha is a health and wellness blogger and a postnatal fitness specialist. On social media, Trisha has been building a great following where she is known as No Tummy Mummy. She's also been featured in this year's May issue of Canadian Living. She's inspiring new mothers to feel more comfortable and confident about their postpartum bodies. Trisha now points to her most important job as being the mother to two gorgeous little girls. Trisha, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is wonderful. I'm excited to have you here too. You have a deep passion around fitness, health, and wellness. Maybe you can tell us where that all started. I just have always been into fitness, even through university. It was my way of reducing stress during studying time and for exams. And I've always just been into it. And then um, my first job actually out of university was working in the sports supplement industry. And I was working for, believe it or not, like female weight loss products. And um, I, I really, you know, it was a, it was a great job. However, I couldn't connect because I couldn't, I felt so bad and ethically I couldn't tell a woman to just pop a pill and lose the weight. It just didn't mm -hmm. sit well with me. And so I left that career and I thought, you know what, I need to do something that aligns with science and research is, you know, is evidence-based. And that's how I ended up in medical sales, believe it or not. So I went the complete opposite route because, you know, supplements, it just, it just wasn't sitting well. So then I went into medical sales, but throughout that period, fitness had always been you know, part of me, it was my way of reducing stress, my way of just getting realigned back to me. And so were you from a family that was into sports and fitness? Or are you the first one in your family to get on the treadmill, so to speak? Well, my mom is, I feel like I was kind of the first one <laughs> in my family. And it's funny, because I'm now passing this passion on to my daughters. And, it, and it's a lovely thing to see uh, be passed down. And so you were in medical sales. And then you decided to leave that behind. And as I mentioned to you when we were chatting beforehand, so many of my listeners and people that I coach are in a career path. And like you, they reach their 30s and they begin having a family. And then they're feeling a lot of tension, a lot of pull between these two competing worlds. Maybe you can share your journey on how you actually came to making the decision to say, hey, I'm going to say no to the corporate world and start creating your own future? You know what? That's a great question. Um, and I have to say it really came down to me being on mat leave and having this time with my first daughter. I love the job uh, at the time. It just, I, I stopped feeling the same way. I wanted to be home. I wanted to find work that I, one I was passionate about, but that could allow me to have more flexibility at home and be home with my girls. And I started to to not envision myself. I couldn't envision myself going back to work. I just felt getting pulled in another direction. And I thought happy inside. I mean, I could do it and I knew I would be doing it for my family, for financial security, regular paycheck. is It's nice. But I, I just felt that I, I couldn't 
deny that feeling inside. That time I started sharing a blog was when I was on mat leave with my first daughter. And I started just writing about my journey postpartum. And it was through that, that, you know, I really felt like this could be something and uh, and I want to share my story. You know, I did end up going back to work after my first mat leave. And then when I had my second daughter, I really, I fought it. I said, you know what, I, I can't do it. I said to my husband almost daily, I said, I don't know if I can, I can go back. I just couldn't see myself doing that job. And, and when I finally made the decision, I, I felt so light, this weight lifted off my shoulders and what I was doing was the right thing. Like I just felt aligned, felt like the universe was on my side. And I was like, this is thing. I'm doing it. When I've seen other people go through a similar transformation, there's a period where they have an identity around their career because we've worked so hard over so many years, going to school, cutting our teeth on our first job, trying to get promotions and all of that. And in our society, we do put a lot of emphasis on what we do as who we are and therefore our identity and our sense of value. How did you navigate that transition of identity? I'm still navigating it, to be quite honest. I, you know, it's still, I still struggle when someone asks me, what do you do? I, I still fall blank a little bit. Um, even though I know in my heart, it's, it's what I want to do. It's, it feels right. It's just hard to, I'm so used to saying one thing and that's all I've done. And, and I felt proud about my job because I, like I said, I loved what I did before. It just, I haven't got there yet to be that comfortable to say, you know what? This is what I do. I'm getting there very slowly. Um, but I, I, I do think it is a transition. And um, I think the more I say it, this is what I do. I'm following my dreams. I'm, I'm, I have a brand, No Tell Me Mummy. I have a blog. My family is part of it. Uh, we work with amazing like companies. And I help women. I help moms who are trying to be the best version of, of themselves. The more I say it, the more it's real. So I just have to get used to saying it and being confident when I say it. And I think that's just it. We just have to continue to say it because it's we're starting this new chapter. I'm starting this new chapter. And I'm to get I was in the corporate world for years. So I was used to saying like, this is what I do. I work, you know, for this company and I do this. And it was, you know, I went to school for this. It was very seamless. And now a new chapter. I so appreciate how narrating this new chapter, it's like writing a new book. And at the beginning, we're so used to recalling what we've already done. And I think it's actually a really powerful thing when we start to think about where we want to go and telling stories about who we are becoming, as opposed to what we've accomplished so far. One story. It's looking in the past Whereas another story is saying, this is where I'm going and going forward. Give us an idea on timelines. Like how many years does it, has it been since you first got that seed to where we are today? I'll be completely honest with you. I knew a long time ago that I wanted to do something for myself. I just didn't know what. I knew deep down that, that there was more and I wanted more. I, I was just too scared to leave because I always wanted it to... I always wanted this solid idea. I thought I'd work on a business plan of some tried making a skincare line. I mean, you just try everything. And it just, I was too scared to leave. So when I was on mat leave and I started writing this blog, I didn't anticipate that it would be what it is today. And so it just happened so naturally and organically that it, I think that's why I couldn't fight that feeling of like, I need to 
leave. Like I need to do this because every time before, even though I knew I wanted to do something, I just couldn't figure it out. And it's almost like I was forcing it. And I was like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. And I, I pull trying to get ideas and it just didn't happen. So I knew a long time ago, it was just maybe six years or seven years. Now my daughter's seven years old started to happen naturally. And then I knew I just knew it, it was right and I couldn't go back. And, and it was this feeling, I can't explain it. I swear I knew from a long time ago I was going to do something. I just didn't know what. And then when it just happened, it was like, okay, I really can't go back to that world because it's not me. They often describe it in this Venn diagram where you have these three circles. You probably know the one I'm talking about, right? Where you have your, your passion, you've got what yeah. you're good at, and then you've got to figure out what the market needs that I can actually do, make a business around this. Because until you put it out in the market, you don't know what the responses are going to be. And so and it takes a certain amount of courage to start doing that. When you were struggling and not certain about what you were going to do, and then you described the feeling of knowing it was right, maybe you could just describe like in your heart, how did, how did that feel a little in a bit more detail? Because I think people often are struggling to figure out what it is. And then you said when you knew it just felt right. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, when I started the business or the blog, I was, I still went back to work uh, for four years. Right. So, so that was four years. I was juggling both and, yeah. and I was scared and I was nervous. And I, even though I knew deep down it, like it was what I wanted to do, I felt it. It was like my, it was this tiny voice telling me, I just was trying to quiet it. Cause I kept saying to myself, this is, you know, this is not, I, I have this job, it's secure. And I, you know, tell yourself a story. But then that voice becomes so much louder that you can't fight it anymore. And so when I had my second child, I said, you know what, there's no better time uh, because like I, I can either go back to work and then my work ethic would be very poor and I would start to feel bad and miserable. And that's not, I know that's also not the person I want to be. And so that voice became so loud that I said, you know what, I can't go back. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, I Also, I had a very supportive partner who encourage me to do what I, you know, and I think that helps too, right? To have somebody who says, you know what, and reassures you, know what, you can do it. I'm here. I support you with whatever decision you make. And, I, and then I told myself, you know what, if all else fails, I will just go back to work. And that's why, and I said, you know what, like, there's no harm in thinking that. And I, and that kind of got me through that stressful feeling of like, oh my God, am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? And I said, if it really fails, which I know it won't, but if it did, I could just go and find a job. Absolutely. And I think it is truly very helpful when you have advocates, you have your allies, as I call them, that are cheering you on, who believe in you. Because there are so many reasons and, and excuses to say no to out there in the world. There's obviously naysayers as well. But when you feel so compelled, and it's aligned with who you are, what you love, what you're good at, then you're able to overcome those and just start putting things out. I was thinking as well that when you had your children, did you find that that was a nice shift to your identities? So in a sense, before having kids, you had your career, you were Trisha Enriquez in medical sales, and you had a certain identity out there. And then having your first baby, all of a sudden now you're, you're a mama now. How did that help with this journey? Yeah, it absolutely helped because it made me think about more the why and I want to be happy and I, and this will make me happy. They're my why. 
And so when I became a mom, I, I was more compelled to make the decision. And I don't want to say take the leap, but it really is taking a leap. Um, and, and you're almost standing on the, I was standing on the edge for years. You know, when I had my second, it's really when I said, okay, I'm taking the leap because it's either now or never. Yeah. And, and I love your description about how you were on an edge and you went over that line and that when yeah. you went over that line, you felt peace. Yes. You felt certainty. But it, on the other side of the line, there was, there was tension. It was like, what yeah. am I doing? All these angst, if you will. So tell us more about this blog. Tell me about this brand that you're building. Let's move into where, you're, where you are and where you're going. Before having a baby, I was going to the gym all the time. And then I had the baby and I thought, oh, I, I can't get to the gym as often. So I started working out in my family room. And then it was documenting this journey with my daughter and taking pictures of us working out. And, and it grew from there because she really enjoyed it. She, to this day, she actually enjoys the camera much more than I do. Like this kid can like <laughs> ham it up, like she's ready. Um, so it, it was sharing that journey. And then, and then I started just going to do drop-ins with my daughter over mat leave and I'd meet moms and ask me what I did. And I just, you know, shared with them, like I started this blog and I started helping them with their fitness and nutrition and, and then I started working with moms one-on-one, -on -one, helping them with, with like trying to build healthy lifestyle habits at home with their kids. Because obviously we know if we're healthy and happy, our kids are happy and healthy. And so I started helping moms and then it just continued to evolve. And I went from working with a lot of moms to working with brands, big brands that it's continuing to grow. And now I'm starting this podcast with my daughter who's seven. So she started with me on the blog when she was one. And now she's seven years old and she's leading so many of these adventures this podcast that we're doing and she's also she led a workout the other day live on facebook with air miles yeah it's it's continuing to change every day um and every year and and i'm learning to just kind of grow with it and let harper do a lot like take the lead a lot and when i look back i think how wonderful it is that i'm building something that they're a part of harper didn't look at a lot of the stuff that we were doing as work she was, she just wanted to spend time with me. I feel, I feel teary thinking about it. Cause she was just like, this is fun. I get to take pictures with mommy or, you know, and um, so yeah, it was a wonderful thing that even outside of everything, really, I'm just spending time with them and sharing our story as, you know, mother and daughters. And you're also offering that insight to other new mothers as to how do you bring your children into your lifestyle and help doing things yes. and doing life with them. You, you mentioned something that was really interesting because you said, that your daughter is coming to you saying, this isn't work, mommy, this is fun. And I'm wondering, kids are amazing because they see the world and they say how they see. What has your daughter done to help you move into your business, overcome some of your fears or some of your assumptions about everything you're doing? Oh, she, she did it this morning, actually. It was so funny. I was trying to record something on video and she said, it's just so easy, let me do it. And she didn't flinch. She literally took my camera and second guessed themselves. There's no fear. There's no, they're not worried about what other people think. She literally grabbed my phone. She said, oh, this is what I did. And she said everything I took 20 takes to try to take myself saying, because I was thinking, oh my God, like my mouth was weird. Or like, you know, I'm thinking all these things. Oh, what? I, oh, I said this part too fast. But she literally took me. And so for her, it's, it's, you know, she just reminds me that not to worry about everything else. You're just sharing. And that's it. And she does it without fear. And she doesn't worry about anything else. She just says it. And that's why I think makes it so for her so great. I'll have to give her a shameless plug. But every morning from Monday to Friday, she leads a live meditation on my Instagram where she will 
take do a one minute meditation and lead the entire thing. So we don't rehearse it. She literally says, okay, sit down. She goes in front of the camera and she says, okay, everybody um, who's joined us is going to be a one minute meditation. And she takes us through this one minute journey. We set it. All I'm in charge of is setting the timer. So I sit behind her. I set the timer for one minute and she says it. And it's funny, the things that come out of her mouth, like sometimes they're wonderful and there she's she says things like i'm i'm strong i look in the mirror and say you're beautiful like she'll say amazing things today she said you know imagine yourself in the ocean and the fish are kissing you and i was thinking man like this is not relaxing there's fish all over me like she takes you through these amazing journeys and but like it's just it just it's it's their imagination and right and yeah so it's wonderful that she's becoming you know, so confident through these meditations and sharing just everything that comes from her heart. So we don't rehearse it at all. So it's so nice to see what she comes up with. Beautiful foil for all of us adults. We've been so conditioned just by the years we've spent in society where I've said in one of our other uh, podcasts that we've become really experienced and sophisticated actors, whereas kids aren't. It's what you see is what you get. And they're able to remind us how to move into the world, to move into our relationships, and just be who you are. For a lot of people who are listening, they're also women who are trying to create their lifestyle, finding that opportunity to to bring value into the world through creating new content like you've done. Can you just speak a little bit to how you went from blogging to the point where you're getting brands and you're able to start monetizing either through coaching or through some of the brand affiliate marketing that you're doing. How did that all come about? The brand started approaching me and um, a lot of them were things that I had already shared that I was using. So it was a very natural, it felt very natural. And a lot of those brands had come out and reached out to me. So for me, I thought, oh, and they're going to pay me for it. I already use it. Like what, wonderful, you know, like what a great thing. So that's how it originally started. And then as I continue to work with brands, obviously you get more experience and other brands will notice something that you're into doing and they approach you. And I mean, I only say yes to brands that I really love and use. And that's something I've stuck stuck true to because it just, I wouldn't be able to do it. That's just who I am. And it does, it feels very natural. It doesn't feel like, you know, a paid sponsorship because I'm really, it's something I really use. And, you know, there have been times where I've pitched brands um, and it's not even about the money. It's really about sometimes about the experience, um, like for travel, for example, being able to make these family experiences. And a lot of it's for Harper and Noah because I, you know, I want, I want them to experience so many things. And, and that's in, in a case where I would pitch them, someone or a company or a resort where I want Harper and Noah to experience it. And really, like, it's so hard to say, right, when the money wise, because it's different every month. I haven't actually even tallied up whether, you know, where I'm at in comparison to what I was doing before, but tell myself the money will come when you're doing something that you really feel aligned with, right? Absolutely. And so many of the women that I work with and that I so coach have said the same thing. They are really looking for a mission in life that aligns with their values and their principles. that allows them to live the life they want to lead. You mentioned being able to monetize your business, monetize your brand, some women that I work with struggle with that. Now you've described it so well how, hey, I'm using this brand. I know the product. It aligns with my values. I confess there has been a time, a couple of times maybe I'd said yes when I really didn't believe in it fully, like a hundred percent. And it felt wrong. And I knew that. I know that like, and you know it and you know it fast. And and so I told myself I would never do it again. That was, that was when I first started. And, and, and so 
I think that internal conversation, it, it happens only if you feel like it's not right. It's also a learning experience. When a brand approaches you, if it's one you've used, you know it. If it's not, there are, there are times where we, we might say yes to something because again, we're trying it out. It's like everything. You mentioned it's an experiment and it's so yeah. true. So you're trying something that's like, wait a second, I don't think I would do that again this time, but next time I would do it this way. Yeah. And but I think as women, sometimes we're, we're, we feel that if something isn't perfectly aligned 100% all the time, or similar to what you said before, if my business idea isn't clear and it's, it's all figured out, we don't want to start or we want to revert and not try something again. Whereas yeah. the world really is just rough and tumble. It's, it's putting something out there, seeing the reaction, learning from it, saying, oh, shoot, I don't feel good about that, but I'm not going to do that again. Pick up. I have to ask you because on your blog, you have the most adorable photos. For people listening, you have to go to Trisha's blog, especially if you have little ones because you have matching clothes. And they are so sweet. I could see like a complete apparel line. If you haven't already done it, you must have thought about it. When is it going to come? Is it available? Tell us. So we actually are working on a collaboration for a mommy and me workout line. So we do dress, do a lot of matchy matchy. And so now this um, company who specializes in yoga wear for mothers and daughters, um, they were thinking about class. It was actually supposed to launch this May, but given covid so we, we're just it's gonna happen but yeah like it yeah we enjoy it i mean i don't know how long they'll let me do it with them but i mean i'm gonna take as long as i can get right <laughs> i i think it's a phenomenal idea i think i read on one of your blogs that you never thought you would be a matchy matchy kind of mom yeah but they're adorable Thank and you. i also thought too that it gives a sense that you're a team yes on the fat you're on the same family you know, and that builds a sort of bonding and, and cohesiveness to what you're doing. You're on, you, you know, you're on the same family team. So they're just adorable for folks listening. Keep on looking at the site because if you have little ones and you check out these outfits, they are super adorable. I guarantee you will be wanting to, wanting to get your hands on them. I'm just going to shift gears here a bit in the role that you are now as a mother, as a blogger, as a brand and content developer, that your role is influencing the next generation by what we do and um, that every mother can really play a role in nurturing and influencing that next generation. And when I read that, I thought, what a beautiful mission statement. So many times people are out there trying to make impact, trying to change the world, solve climate change, do the next generation of whatever it is. And those are noble pursuits too. But I often think that we fail to see what's right in front of us, our families, our close relationships, an impact with the people right in our proximity. And not only that, but your probability, your ability to actually achieve that goes way up because they're right in front of us. So tell me a little bit about being a role model and how you see your role in that. I knew when I had girls that I wanted them to be these strong, independent women because I know growing up, I wasn't really that, I was shy and, and scared. I wouldn't speak up. Um, and you see, like, you know, with all, with the world changing and the impact of social media, like, I knew, like, I wanted to raise these girls to be strong and be confident 
because it could be a cruel world out there. And, and I knew that because I was bullied in high school. So I was like, you know, and I am going to raise these strong girls. So I wanted to show them that, it, you know, I make myself a priority. Mommy makes herself a priority for health, that they have to do that too. And I thought, you know, if I show them and I lead them the, lead the way in that, you know, it will become innate. And um, even now, like they, my husband and her, my husband and Harper, they went for, a t uh, she did an 8K the other day, a run. And like, she's, she's, yeah, it's amazing. And so these little things, even though, yes, like we're creating experiences, but we're also building these humans just to know that health is a priority because if we don't have our health then we have nothing and um you know showing them even just the confidence we're talking on video and her leading these meditations like she's seeing how important it is for her to take the lead to show up you know and this being a content creator we have to show up all the time like we're on all the time and and so she's seeing that and it, i think it's helping with her confidence and i don't know i just feel as a mom we're they're watching all the time, you know, she's, she probably knows I'm in this walk-in closet <laughs> and she knows that mommy's doing something very important, you know, but these are things that we don't know. We don't think that they're seeing, but it's impacting them, right? That I'm making business a priority. This is what I need to do. Um, and, and that goes a long way. And it, and even now Harper seven. So I see how she, how, you know, it's become ingrained in her, this healthy lifestyle, like, I didn't think anything of it before. Like, it wasn't like I set out to be that way right away. But, you know, I see it. I see her, like, as she's growing up, how she's active and how she knows that health is important. And, um, man, she can do push-ups. Like, I'm like, she's seven years old. Like, you know, just like, I am so proud of her. And I, I believe that she will be a strong girl because she's just seeing that we're, you know, I, I'm putting myself first and, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about this. I'm doing what I love. I explained to her that I left the corporate world and that this is my job now. And I say it with confidence because I don't want her to know that, you know, like we talked about the transition and mm -hmm. um, I don't want her to know that I, I'm, I haven't figured like how to say it like without flinching. Um, I explained it to her that this is what mommy loves to do and this is what I'm doing. So I want her to know that like you got to follow what you love. Right. And you're absolutely right. The message that we give to little, ones versus the conversation you can have with adults obviously those are two different conversations we don't share everything we do with children because they're growing and the most important thing that they need is a sense of stability and safety and love and so they need to feel that confidence in that it's not to say when she's older you wouldn't share that story but yeah. what an incredible story it is that mommy's brave and she left yeah. that corporate world to do what she loves and i want folks listening to hear that so yes. many women feel that we have to be everything to everybody all the time and to do it all on our own that's not possible sometimes we have to say no to things and to realize that there's some other mission in our lives that we're called to do leaving a corporate job and being full-time at home creating the lifestyle that you want and still having a purpose and a mission to the world as well to your family is possible today but even if you don't have an idea around a business and even if you are to stay home as a as a mother as a wife to your children take on that traditional role that does not define your value as a human to what trisha was saying one of the most important roles we can play is to nurture and influence the next generation and i hear so many examples and stories of women who are trying to do it all 
who feel that their families are getting the leftovers after they've gone out to work and they've given that they're all, they're coming home and they're tired and they give what they can, but it's not easy with two little ones. You need patience. Yeah. You need to slow things down. You need to take the time. And that's, that's challenging. That really is challenging in today's day and world. Maybe it's changing now with COVID because people are working from home more. Maybe that just makes it harder. I don't know. But there's a huge amount to be said to raising the next generation of society. So for women who are thinking about doing that, who are feeling the stress and the pressure, I really hope that Trisha's story is really coming home for you. Trisha, I just want to get back to your story. What are some of the other aspects of your life that you've said, I really want my children to know as they grow up to be adults in our society? When you ask that question, and the first thing that came to my mind was travel. I remember people telling me, oh, travel all you can now before you have kids because you'll never travel. And I swear to you, we've traveled so much more since we had kids. And a part of that was because we really wanted to show them the world. We want them to experience other cultures and how it is to be in a different environment. And like traveling, it's not easy. And, and, and sometimes it's not that fun because it's, it can be stressful, but it's so worth it because the experiences that they're having while we're, you know, in another country, it's something that you can't, you can never learn in school. And so mm-hmm. for us, I, that's something that, you know, we, we really, we really prioritize um, since becoming parents and um, and also part of the reason why I really wanted to do what I'm doing now, because it allows me to do that. And, and it's been so great because memories that we're creating as a family um, around the world, that's one huge part of our life. And we think that they're learning so much when we do that. Absolutely. And I love also how um, Harper is doing the daily meditation. And in my mind, yeah. I can just imagine all these little children coming around their screens and doing it with her. Think of of giving back and being able to share something that she's learned and be able to put it out there for other kids. And so are there other aspects in your family where say this notion of volunteering comes into play? We've also had the great opportunity to work with charities like the We Movement, our Me to We. We've also worked with, we're working right now, we're ambassadors for Plain International Canada, which is an awesome, awesome charity. And so they're helping young girls around the world and empowering young, uh, young girls. We've been given these opportunities through the blog and it's something we hope to continue to do. And we've also, also Harper's taken some of these things that she's learned through working with, like with we and plan Canada and taking it to school and actually had like, you know, when they have a day where they present to the class, like she'll have a day where she goes and she talks to them about um, we, and she helped brought in all these like bracelets for them. And uh, so it's, it's been nice that she also has that kind of, she plays that role and she understands what it is and how, why we're doing yes. it. And then she, and so for her birthday, instead of gifts, we always do Plan Canada and she gets to choose donations to girls around the world. So whether it's like education or a hygiene kit or water, fresh water or books, how people, when they go to her birthday, instead of giving her gifts, she gets to pick what she's going to give to these um, other young girls in underdeveloped countries. So. You mentioned before in your Canadian Living article that your mother had said to you that if you want something bad enough, it will always happen. And I also know too that that you've had some experiences in life where you had to leave things up to faith. When do you leave something to faith? And when do you say, all right, I have to, I have to do something. I want this really badly. 
for example, I, I use when I when this blog or when this business happened, I left it to faith because I really didn't know. Like I, I, I didn't want to force it. It kind of just fell on my lap and it happened. And when I say leaving it to faith, I just kind of felt like it happened on its own. It wasn't forced. It didn't feel like I was fighting. I was pushing against something. Another example in my life where I felt, you know, we left it to faith was really with my parents when they had remarried. So they were married for 17 years, divorced for 17 years, and then they remarried after 17 years. So now they're remarried. So when I say leaving it to faith, just to come back to that, I always dreamed. It was like every kid's dream. I wanted my parents to get back together. I, I did. I really did. My parent, But my mom and my dad did not talk for 17 years, like really didn't talk. I remember like all me and my brothers would always say to my mom, like, oh, like we wish you would get back with dad, but it would never happen. And so when I say leave it to faith, it's not that I intentionally said I'll leave it to faith, but it was almost like we just let that idea go. We let it go. And guess what? Like 17 years later, they got remarried and like, I, I still can't believe it even now. And you can still put it out there. You can still put out the hope and, and the prayer that something will happen. But if there's nothing you can do to control it, and like you say, you can't force things. So on the other hand, some things are feeling right. And so, all right, let's get that blog out and let's see where it goes. Have some faith. We don't know where it's going to go, but what we know right here, we have some control on and, and therefore let's act on it from what's in our immediate future. I find so often these days in society, people try to control everything. So much of it we want to control. And there's so much that we can't. So again, if we focus on what's right in front of us that we can, that we can influence, that we can put some good action into, who knows where it will go. Let's have faith there, put it out there, but let's, have control over something that we actually can do something about. This podcast is really all about our relationships with one another. And so I wanted to ask you, with so many people like yourself, there's doing great things, going out there, taking bold actions, being courageous. There are often people on the sideline that your blog audience may not see, but who are impacting you, who are cheering you on. That's changed your course. It's changed your outlook. Is there anybody like that in your life? Honestly, it would have to be my husband and I don't want to give him that much credit, but, but he um, is really supportive and he's always happy. And I it used to bother me so much that he was always just so easygoing. Life is good. And now thank goodness he is that way because, you know, when I started talking about following my passions and wanting to do this and leaving the corporate world, he was the I needed that easygoing, yes, you can do this, that it's going to be okay. Because otherwise, I, I don't think I would be doing this. Like If I didn't have him kind of supporting me and telling me it's going to be okay, which, mind you, he probably would say that for anything, but I needed it at that point. Like he, I needed that partner to say, I got your back. Otherwise, I would never have, do, never have done it. And, and we need that person, like your cheerleader. We need that, right? Everyone needs that person. And, and I, I guess it's just having someone tell you that, you know, you're not going to feel that like you're, you're meant to be successful. You're going to do this. And yeah, it made such a difference. So I'm going to bring us to a close. And Trisha, I want to really honor and acknowledge you for coming on this podcast and sharing your journey from being in the corporate world to being transformed with the birth of your two baby girls, just starting your blog, and that whole experience of feeling when things felt forced versus feeling when things felt right. 
being able to go from a, a place of having a certain identity to now transforming that story and recognizing that we're all people who are on a journey in life. Um, we, have, we often are attaching identities to ourselves these days. An identity is like a stamp on our passport at a moment in time. It's not who we are. We're all evolving. We're all growing through our experiences. And so to hear your story, I'm hoping that, you're, that the people who are listening hear their permission to be able to be an evolving human being, to recognize that you still have chapters to write, that it could be a completely different path, that despite where you've been and what you've done, to have that vision of where you can be going forward and who you wanna be. Think about who you want to be in this world and then live into that identity and think about those that are closest around you if you're looking to have impact. Have faith, because who knows where it's all gonna go. So Trisha, so why don't you tell us a little bit about where they can find you on social media. So you can find me at No Tummy Mummy on social media, or you can head to my website, which is notummymummy.com. So for folks out there, by building up one another, we can share our journeys and transform our lives through our relations with one another. And I promise you that if you focus on this, you will discover a richness to life more beautiful than you could ever have imagined. We would love to know what you think of this podcast. Let us know by rating, sharing, and reviewing. Please subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. Links are all below. So until next time, be well, my friend, and go build up one another.